0: Uh, I don't know, sometimes people think I'm nuts, but that's okay. I'm mean, nuts for Jesus. And, uh, you know, I get these ideas. I knew in the summer the Word came to the team. We should do the fall uh talk about being part of the team. And uh, and then, you know, I didn't realize this kind of kickoff. So it all kind of came to- together. And so I, I'm i thankful for our guys that helped us to get a little bit of the excitement Some of you guys give more excitement at least game than you do at church. (laughs) And so the big question is, right? What is your favorite team? Shout it out! The Jesus. Uh, We have a little video I want us to see—a video clip. or what his baseball team is. But our family, when we have a lot of discussion about sports, it will be about soccer. And Messi was there with the ball. Messi now plays. Now, some of you know soccer. Everyone talked about Ronaldo, Ronaldo, Ronaldo. But in recent times, there was, it came down to a showdown. It was two teams, When it came down to Ronaldo and Messi. And Messi showed himself as a humble player and a much better team player, and they won. And so this is now, he is playing, I can't understand why you was want a pink, uh, pink jersey and shorts, it's but it's Miami. And so he now plays for Miami Inter, and who they were playing against there was Los Angeles, well they call it LAFC, but it's Los Angeles Football Club. And so why did I show that? One of the reasons why I showed that little video is Messi is a striker. Messi is a person who scores. They hired Messi and put him on Miami because they knew he knew how to score. But you know what Messi has really been good at? He's building the team there in Miami, and you would have seen it in that video. Messi had a breakaway. Messi was going towards the goal. He could have got a goal, but what he did in that game, and he actually did it twice, was he kicked the ball to who? Another player. And the other player got to score and got the glory. And if you notice the thrill in his face when he's seeing the other guy get it and score. That's the reason why I showed that to you today, is he is a team player. It's very easy to see he's a team player. And so today I just said, you know, wear your favorite uh, jersey, what's your favorite team? And we we're all saying that, and we have teams, and we love teams, and we would love our team to win. Even us Leaf fans would love our team to win. No comment. Nobody got that. I've never seen such a fickle bunch of fans as Leaf fans. Right? I used to remember in Toronto, you listened to radio sports radio and going around and saying, "This is the best year ever, and we're going for the Stanley Cup, and we're going to get it this year." (coughs) Three games in. Everybody has a dream. (laughs) Three games in. Worst fans you could ever hear on talk radio, right? And so we see how important it is for all of us. We, we, we want our teams, what, to win. And so today we're looking at this aspect about being a team. And so the emphasis is what we looked at is, say it with me, together everyone achieves more. That's the idea of team. And so, you know, I want you to understand today That here at the church, we're a team. God has created the church to say to us, you need a team. We're all part of a team. And let's look at this scripture together. I appeal to you, brothers, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that all of you agree with one another, so that there may be no divisions among you, and that you may be perfectly united in mind. And thought. The day that we live in, you know what the problem is? You cannot be united in mind and thought with people if it's always just about you. God has created each one of us for church, for team, for fellowship, for community. There are no solo gigs. There is no idea that one of the biggest lies that's out there, well, it's just about me and Jesus, Pastor. And how I want to worship him and what I do with my life is just about me and Jesus. You have missed what it's all about. Because we are the community of faith. We are the family of God. We are Jesus' team, the church. That's who we are. And so we see today that everybody needs a team. None of us have been created to go alone. Even though Frank Sinatra will go around keep singing people play his song, I did it my way, none of us are meant to go it alone. We all need someone. We all need God's church. And so today, this attitude of individualism and isolation that is going on in our world, I believe this is the church's finest moment if we can get our act together. This is the church's finest moment to show those who are lonely and isolated that we are a community, we are a team, we are a place of faith, and you belong here, and we have a place for you. That is exactly what we are asked to do. And so one of the scriptures, say this one with me, two are better than one because they have a good reward for their labor." Now imagine if you were watching that soccer game, and Messi, who is a striker, and who is famous, and he's got it all together, he went out there alone against LAFC. He could be the best striker in the world, but there's no way alone he could take on that other team. And that is the danger that so many people are doing, that they're going out there thinking, I can do it all alone, I don't need anyone. And that is not true. Because we all need a team. Together, everyone achieves more. We've been created for that. And just quickly, we're going to go through this. Why is a team necessary? Well, a team is necessary for testimony. T, testimony. That's the testimony reason. Jesus knows that there's a world watching us. Jesus knows as you move and come around in this community... There are people watching you. I was at the bakery yesterday. A lady that I say hi to all the time. She came up to me and she said, did you just come up from the deck? Now she knows enough that we have a home away from home in the deck, And yet I've never told her that. So somewhere she's had that conversation with someone. <laughs> you see, there's a world, there's a watching world looking at us, watching us as we move, as we uh, go around, they're watching us. And T is testimony. We give a good testimony when we are brothers and sisters who dwell in unity. When we are people who keep the unity at all costs. Jesus said that people will know we are his disciples by what? Reading the Bible to them? Telling them that they're lost? This, by this all men will know you are my disciples if you love one another. Yes, read the Bible to them. Yes, tell them that they need Jesus. But make sure you're a person who is a team player and living in unity and loving one another. Because there's nothing worse than someone going around saying, you should know Jesus and they're living in disharmony and are angry and bitter towards someone else. They have just lost the testimony. And so it is us coming and loving on one another, that people will see and know that we are a team, that he indeed is the Lord. Are you a team player? Are you a team player? Are you a person who's willing, are you you a team player? He's got his hands up. And one of the things that blessed me today was Raymond and Lucas were worshiping the Lord at the back, and I was up here at the front, and it just touched me to see Lucas worshiping the Lord, raising his hands to the Lord. We've seen we've seen other kids in the back raising their hands to the Lord. It's it's the fact that we're a family, that we're a team, right? This idea, but the question is, are you a team player? Any hogs here? I have to explain that. Mike said, "Well." Our boys have played enough sports that the conversation in the back seat of the car or the van was always about what? The hogs in the game. What's a hog? A hog is the person who gets the puck, gets the ball. It's all about them scoring and they don't care about anyone else around them. Are you a team player? Or are you a hog? We're called to be a team player. A team player is what? Humble. (coughs) A team player is hungry to win. A team player uses their smarts. How do we apply that to the church? Well, I pray today we're hungry to win souls. If not, we we, we need to revisit our hearts and our lives. Because we we need to be hungry to be... We are on the winning team, but we need to be hungry to see people won for Christ. And it will only come through brokenness and humility. The seniors that were with us at the retreat that we went to, we looked at Jesus in chapter 2 of Philippians who humbled himself and became nothing for us. And so to be a team player and not a hog, you have to be a person of humility. You have to put the needs of others above your own. You have to have a picture for the whole team instead of just yourself. And you need to use your smarts. You know, we joke and say God gave you a brain? Use it. Use it. And so we put the needs of the team first. Make every effort, I I mentioned that scripture, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. And so we work together as a team in unity, wanting the best for each other. And when one scores, we all score. And when one loses, we all lose. Does this sound a little familiar? When one mourns, we all mourn. And so there's this aspect that we're in this together. Through it all, through it all, I'm I'm committed to you and you're committed to me. And we're going to work out any small differences or things that get in the way. Because we're committed to each other. Because we are God's team, the church. And so we see T, we see E, encouragement. If there's anything that people need today more than ever is encouragement. This Tuesday, believe it or not, it is National Encouragement Day. Mark it in your calendar. So that's this with Love Atlantic. Day. We got Love Atlantic, we got the event Thursday night to meet your neighbor, meet and greet your neighbors. And then Tuesday, it's like, I like the Lord is trying to tell us something that you're supposed to be encouraging people. You see, there's a lot of critics, but being part of a team you ever watch a professional team and they're criticizing each other? How far do they get when it comes to winning? If a team is going to win, they need to have each other's back, and they need to be encouraging each other. You can see at the end of Messi there how he encouraged the one who scored. The whole team came around. You see that in football, when they get a touchdown, all the different walks and things they do when they're all hugging each other. Any sports that you see, the team is encouraging one another and saying, good job. Good try. I don't need you laugh. That's good. We need more in the church the body of Christ. And it's not vain to encourage them. (laughs) It's biblical. (laughs) Look, Hebrews 3.13 But encourage one another Daily. Daily as long as it is called today. Then we move to acts. So we have encouragement, then A acts, first of all, T testimony. And as a team, you have to act. As a team, you have to do something, right? If not, if God stand and sit up in the, up in the bleachers, what happens? The team is where? on the ice? on the field, down where the action is. And so we need to act upon, we need to be people as a team that that is where the action is. And together, each one needs to be doing their part, playing their role. Sometimes you're the water boy, (laughs) but it's a role to play. Sometimes you're the one that gets to wash the dirty jerseys, oh joy. (laughs) Or the hockey equipment. Remember those days. It was all out of the garage. You couldn't even bring it in the house. But see, everyone has talents. Everyone has a gift. And you are to use it for the team. The church. And so you need to ask yourself this question in this fall. What is my gift? What is my talents that God would have me use right here? In this body of Christ. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. Say that with me. God has given each of us the ability to do certain things well. What are they? What do you do well? I can tell you what I don't do well. But what do you do well? God wants you to begin to use it. Not just for your profession. Not just for your family. Good things. But have you been using it for the body of Christ in the church? What do you do well. See, there's no sitting on the sidelines criticizing those on the ice. Did you get that? This is for too long the body of Christ has the nose up in the bleachers, way, way up there, those on the sidelines. What should everyone else do? And yet they are there criticizing. That's a big part of sports, isn't it? My mother, bless her soul, was the worst for My mother was one that when we would go to the Toronto game, we had, back in the old stadium, my stepdad's recurring Briggs, had two gold seats. And they were the two that were up the stairs. You know, you went to the stairs, and there were two gold seats up the stairs. And then there was the gold section, right at center line. One of the best places, best seats you could ever get. Mike and I got to use it many times. But my mother, being raised around hockey in Newfoundland and what it was all about, she'd get up and she'd start screaming. Right there. Everyone could see her. And she would tell those hockey players everything they were doing home, as if my mom knew much about hockey. So much so, one time my stepdad took his coat and threw it over on top of her and he said, Woman, would you sit down? <laughs> now, if you want to do that, that floats your boat <laughs> for your hockey team or your soccer team or your basketball team or your baseball team. You know, like we're players, right? What do they say? Couch play- players, like, you know. But in the church... There's no need for critics. There's no need for people up in the bleachers telling everyone else what they're doing wrong. What God is looking for is for people to be on the ice, on the field, doing whatever they do well. And maybe you're just a cheerleader on the side, cheering on, but you're down on the field. We can't all do the same things. God has gifted us differently. There's something that God has put on my heart this summer, and we're kind of going in a new direction and... You know, our church government as a church and the struggles of, you know, do you want to stand for this position? Do you want to get elected for this? Do you want to take on this weight, this responsibility? <clears throat> and many are saying, Pastor, you know, I just can't. I just can't do it. And so the direction that we're starting to go, and you're going to hear more about it in the rest of this church year, is we're looking for ministry teams. And we're, we're looking for people after prayer and thought... We don't want to quit, you know, oh, I'll do it, another job. We're asking for people to look at what they do well. And to pray about it. And to say, you know, Pastor, this is the team I'm going to be a team player to be a part of. This is the team. Some of you, there might be a couple teams. We don't want one person on all the teams. We're looking for people to look at their calling and what their gifting is and saying, this is what I'm willing to do. And what we're doing with these teams is those teams will gather and they'll decide how often they're going to meet, what kind of ministries they're going to do, how often they're going to do it. It is going to be brought down into a level that people might say, for example, the visitation, well, I can only visit somebody once a month, but I'm willing to do that. Amen? And so we want to bring it down to a level where we can all participate. And so we're inviting the whole church to actively participate in some form of ministry, Because ministry is important to spiritual health. It's one of the best things you can do for yourself, spiritually. It's not just about receiving, right? But it's also about giving and sharing and spreading. And so uh, out in the foyer, you'll see we've already started. And I'm thankful for those who are starting to respond. And so we have a visitation ministry team and, and Margie and Joanne have agreed to be the leaders to that. Now hear me right, our church has had visitation. People have visited people. But we want to be intentional about it. And they've already been doing this, but they have uh, agreed to lead a visitation team. And so if you've been involved in visitation, feel called to visit people, then they're the ones that you can sign up and work with them in that direction. And I'm so thankful for Leanne stepping forward. And there's someone else we're asking to pray about it. To lead our hospitality team. Maybe you're a person you say, Pastor, that's the kind of place where I fit. Behind the scenes, I love to do stuff, I love to cook, I love to bake, I love to serve. And by the way, that is the biggest spiritual gift in the church, is the gift of service. The way that God has created it. Service is the largest gift that a church has. And so you can speak with Leanne or sign up there, and the same thing. You guys will get together and decide. When you want to do something, how you want to do it. We already have had worship teams. Pastor Mike sets the worship for the week and our different leaders. But maybe you have musical talent and gift and you haven't been using it for the Lord. We encourage you to sign up to be part of the worship team. And that includes technology in the back. Edward is our leader for technology, and you can speak to him if you want to give your time. Maybe you want to be trained, maybe you want to learn. Scott is gifted in that area, I put me on the spot, Scott. But Scott would love to train people, to do it right. After working with, after working for so many years with teenagers, I think he can pretty well handle almost anyone, and train anyone. And I've seen his choir and group, uh, right there when he was teaching up at the school, his abilities and gifts being used now here in the church. So we encourage you. That's just a few. That's only where we're starting. And the sky's the limit with this if we all pray about it. And I want you to, you know, get behind this. This is only going to be as good as we get behind it. But I think the big question you need to ask yourself as we move into this fall: what's my gift? What's my talent that I could be using for the team? Just like an athlete trains and works to be the best athlete they can be, we have to do our part to be the best member of the team called the church. So that means I personally need to fan into flame the gift of faith I've been given. You need to fan into flame the gift of faith you've been given. That is done through the week. That is done in my personal devotions and spending time with the Lord in prayer and sharing my faith with others. That's how we fan it into flame. And somebody said years ago, if God is giving you a spiritual gift and you don't use it, what happens? you lose it. Because God's not going to waste it. And so you need to fan that into flame. You need to step out in faith so that's why T, because, my friends, it matters. What we do here matters. We have T as our testimony, E as our encouragement, A as we need to act upon it, and M, it matters. You matter to Jesus. You matter to us. You matter to the church. You matter to the kingdom. What you do and don't do matters. That's how important this is, because we're talking about for eternity and but it is a choice whether we will choose to be part of jesus's dream team or not it's all our decision you know god wants you to be part of his team christ came christ died christ rose again christ ascended and he's coming again why because you matter and i matter and all of us prince matters to jesus so he matters to us Are you a part of his team? Are you a part of the church? Have you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you accepted the gift of what he's done for you to be part of his team? Jesus loves his team. He died for his bride, the church. And he's coming back for his church. And what you do matters for eternity. Don't think we talk about that enough in the church. And the lives we touch matters for eternity. We are in the business of changing destinies, my friends. Somebody told me that years ago. That's always stayed with me. There is no other organization or community group or team, sports team that is in the business that we are in that matters for eternity. We are in the business of seeing lives change, transformed and that people have an eternal home. What we do here matters as the church of Jesus. And praise God. And I think we were talking about it, Kenny. That we belong to the Lord. The victory is the Lord's. We're already part of his winning team. We talked about that last week. We're already part. We already know we won. Are you with me? Are you awake? We won. and his church and we are part of the winning team now this t-shirt you say well pastor what shirt is that well this is my team jesus shirt you know why it's my team jesus shirt guess what i wear i try to wear it when i do baptisms all in You remember a few years back before the pandemic all in we said are you all in or not and we i wear this shirt under the waters of baptism. As I place people under the waters of baptism. Because ultimately they're saying in that moment. You know what pastor? You know what Jesus? You know what church family? I'm all in. Not coke revival. <laughs> all in. I want to be immersed under the waters of baptism. I want to die with Christ. that I might know his sufferings. And I want to come out of the waters. And know the power of his resurrection. That's the story of my life. And so I challenge you today, if you've not been baptized, that's one of the things you need to do because that is the way that Jesus says, you show the world that you're part of my team. You're part of my church. And so I challenge you to the waters of baptism if you have not been baptized. And so my friends, are you a part of Team Jesus? Hallelujah. Woo. Hey are you part of Team Jesus?
1: Yes. Amen. Yes.
0: So, you know, cheer on your team, whether they're losers or winners, who knows? Floyd. <laughs> 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 right? Have fun with that. Men and these ladies, yeah, a little bit of good competition is always good. But don't forget about Team Jesus. Don't neglect Team Jesus. Realize that this is the most important thing you want to be a part of. And this is where you're going to make a difference for eternity. I'm going to ask the worship team to come as we close this service. Lord, we thank you today for this opportunity to kick off this fall. We thank you, Jesus, for the church. Where would we be today without the church? Lord, I thank you that that even Pastor Mike and I remember the day when we were far from you and two people from the church didn't just pray at the altar for us with my parents, but actually came knocking at our door and said, we're so-and-so, we just wanted to come and get to meet you. And Lord, it's because of that obedience, of acting upon what the Holy Spirit put on our hearts, Mike and I are here today. And I know that story is repeated Over and over and over again. I remember Mike coming with me as a non-believer to prayer meeting and hearing the church pray for him. And it touched his heart that people would pray for him. Father, where would we be today without the church? Where would we be today without youth group, without Sunday school, without camp, without Sunday worship, without junior church? Where would we be? Father, I thank you today for the church. I thank you that my life has been affected by those who have been faithful. Many have gone on before me, and now, Lord, are with you, and they have been faithful. And, Lord, we can talk about them, and that's wonderful, but that's not where the rubber hits the road today. Where the rubber hits the road today is us, right here, sitting in these pews, asking the questions. Lord, am I a team player? Lord, what gift, spiritual gift, have you given me? Am I using it for the team? And so, Lord, I pray today this would be a nice service. We can have a wonderful lunch and all go home. Or it can be something that can resonate with people. People can become a part of a ministry team and we can see West Prince won for you, O Christ. Thank you today, Lord. We are all part of your winning team if we are in Christ. Help us to live it. Help us to act upon it. Help us to encourage one another and to spur one another in lovely prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Stand with us.